Hello to our listeners, especially the ones in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm David. I'm Brent. And I'm Kevin. And you're listening to The Plotline. So, boys, what did we just do? We watched the Regal Mystery Movie for November. The Regal Mystery Movie. Now, can you explain to anyone what the mystery movie, what's that mean? So, for the last two months, Regal Cinemas have been doing mystery movies where you just, you don't know what it is. They put a fake crime on, like, the runtime. They tell you just when to come. You get a discounted rate on tickets. You come in and you watch a movie and you don't know what it is. Both times, so far, they have been Apple Originals. And we'll get to the movie in a little bit. Brent and I watched the first one that they did. And it was alright. Brent, I think, didn't like it nearly as much as I did. In comparison to this one, it was an Oscar-worthy film. That's absurd. That's absolutely... Yeah, everyone, get ready. This is going to be a Brent episode also. Um, He is... (laughs) (laughs) My smile's still missing. Just buckle up. We have not found his smile. But before we get to that, do we have any news? Well, for one... Corey in the house. Oh my gosh. Rowan I, Campbell has been radio silent. I I tried. I he doesn't have a lot of social medias. Nothing posted on the on the gram. No stories I saw. He knows we're watching. I hope. I that was that'd be so, so cool. creepy. That'd be so cool though. <laughs> that but, was that was a very creepy line. Um, he knows we're watching. <laughs> He's a method actor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess no update is what we're afraid of. But we're gonna we're gonna write it out. Hopefully, we hear something from him this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll give it a week, maybe two, before we start to get worried. Yeah. Um, if we, he is a relatively new actor, mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of the social media following. Probably, probably can't post because I mean Hollywood's probably just blowing up his phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every minute, this guy. Yeah, he's about to be, like, in everything. One would hope. He's gonna be, like, everything. Man. (laughs) He is the next... (laughs) (laughs) Corey doesn't deserve this. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) You're really... I think you're trying to be genuine, but it's not coming across as genuine. What do you mean? I mean, you know, just the way you're talking. I have I have faith in him that he will be a very successful Hollywood actor. Yeah, see, the way you're saying that sounds like there's something else there, and I just... There's not. Maybe it's because I'm looking you right in the face, listeners, but there's something not genuine about what he's saying. And I can, it's not in your smile, it's in your eyes. And you can't hide that from me. What? Brent, do you see it? My stake in this is next to none. We have a party pooper over <laughs> here. Man, huge. Gosh, man. What I have just went through has really... Worst set the time. We're not there And it's just... You, you know, I, I go in, and I want to like things, and then... It's like if if my if my love for things was a stack of marbles, 
here lately. It's like every time I go to see a movie, the, how movie, do you, the movie takes a handful of my marbles and then leaves me. How do you stack, how do you stack marbles? Stack, if you had a pile, a pile, this, you, a you can't even pile oh, marbles. I hate you guys. <laughs> you, you, you use quite possibly the most spherical thing. <laughs> they're round, they're smooth, they're glassy. When I but we stack, stack I don't mean you can have an unorganized stack. You can have a stack that's not like. Have you ever tried to pile marbles? Have you ever played Jenga? Yeah, those aren't marbles. <laughs> those are the yeah, opposite. You can, have a you can pile up. Mar you can have a pile of marbles. I'm. I just gotta say, out of the universe it's of like things stacked. you could pick, glass spheres versus uh, wooden cubes. You set blocks. humanity back a couple years. You're sending me back <laughs> a couple of years. Or you're ahead of us if you're stacking marbles. That's incredible. Sorry. Oh my. Hello, friend. <laughs> Speaking of a stack of marbles, Netflix is taking their first original series off of their platform. What a Little segue. Hammer. It was a beautiful segue. I, <laughs> probably the best one I've ever heard. You practiced that one. I don't know how you did, but you practiced it. I In my mirror this morning, actually. You, you knew Brett was going to say some profound marble-based <laughs> analogy. This episode is going to turn me into the Joker in real time. This is my Joker origin story. Because of this podcast. Anyways, Kevin, what's your news? So yeah, so Netflix is removing their first original series from their platform. It's a series called Lilyhammer. I'm not familiar with Lilyhammer. Never, Never heard of it. Um, it is a Norwegian mob comedy starring Sopranos actor... Stevie Von Zant. Um, at the time, you know, when they released it, this was probably pretty big for them because before they were just like DVD retailer, you know? Well, not retailer, but lender. They were the DVD. blockbuster killer. Yeah, they, yeah. And, you know, look how that's going for them. I miss blockbuster. <clears throat> Rest in peace. Cheese and peas. Thoughts and prayers. Oh, thoughts and prayers. Peace and peace. My piece of news is that Sashir Zamata and Eric Andre have been cast in Marvel's Agatha Coven of Chaos. Eric Andre? Eric Andre. Oh, damn. I've seen her in, in things, too. Uh, yeah, she's from SNL. Yeah, she was SNL. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's going to be nice. in this well. <coughs> I, I'm kind of excited for that. I... I love Catherine Vaughn. She's yeah. so funny. Yeah, she's great. And I really like the Eric Andre show. Mm -hmm. That comedy special we tried to watch that one time was awful. You were there, right? I don't think I was. Oh my gosh, it was... It, was, it wasn't good. Eric Andre, he does really good in the setting of the Eric Andre show. Uh, on In stand-up comedy... Not he's, so much. He's in just yelling things. Yeah, he was yelling random shock humor... And, you know, I just, it didn't resonate with me very well. Huh. Yeah. Love Eric Andre. Er, I binge watched, like, every season of the Eric Andre show, like, maybe a year ago. Really? Yeah. It was good. I've watched it a couple times and, like, never really got into it. Like, I get a shtick. I get, it's like, really out there, zany humor. I just... Hannibal Burris. Hannibal really, Burris. He... 
does a lot for that show. It's a shame that he was not in the latest season mm-hmm. and probably won't be in the seasons moving forward. But they had like a bit around that where they had like a clone Hannibal, and that was pretty funny. Um, so Hannibal Burst is just a funny guy yeah. in general. Like he will always make me laugh. Oh yeah, he. Uh, I I think he even does really good in like the Spider Man movies. Yes, like just throwaway comedy like janitor guy. He's not. A, he's a gym teacher. Yeah. Guy. You remember when he rolls out the thing? He's like, I think this guy's a war criminal. Yeah. But you gotta watch it anyways. And it's like he is a, a gym teacher. Yeah, he's the gym teacher. Yeah. Struck me as a janitor guy. So, uh, what's your piece of news? Um. Well, uh, Daniel Kaluuya yeah. is just been cast as Punk Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Well, that's good. That's um. Cool. Don't know how big of a role that's gonna be. I assume cameo based i don't know if he'll be like because they've cast a lot of spider-man in this one yeah i don't think it's gonna be like last one where like spider noir spider ham they all had like kind of a prominent role i think these might be like a lot of like one-off like quick cameos i disagree i think it's i think i think it's gonna be just like the first one but with just different spiders i hope so i I went to walmart and uh i have uh I have a nephew in my life that I shop for toys for, and he's got a birthday coming up soon. And they have this Spider-Man toy that's from Into the Spider-Verse, and it's for children. You're looking around at all my collectible figures, okay? They're not toys. Thank you very much. But they have a Spider-Verse, uh, Into the Spider-Verse guitar. It's like a Spider-Punk guitar. Yeah. That's for children. Do you see it here? Not yet. It's not a doll. It's a it's an action figure. I am going to go it has insane. A, it has over forty points of articulation. I am becoming the Joker too. You're gonna see an upload wherever you find this podcast. It's gonna be like, and Brent uh, decided to depart ways with the plot line. Now, Brent, some of these some of these figures you've collected look like they're fighting. Like those over there, they're right next to your stack of marbles. <laughs> Why are you? Why are we laying into Brent this episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, Spider Punk. He was in the uh, Spider Man PS4 game, and that was really cool. Uh, so that's probably why he was. <laughs> Haven't I heard enough? Pro- <laughs> oh my god! Hurt or hurt? <laughs> <laughs> this is. <laughs> I want to clarification. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Can we just talk about this movie so I can get on with my life? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, I mean that in the, in the nicest way possible. I did not enjoy this movie, and we have movies coming up in the future that I plan on really hopefully enjoying. If I don't, I'm going to be really sad. I'm going to be sad I too, because man, Panther. I haven't seen you smile in months. Man, me too. <laughs> me neither. It always seems forced. Well, you know, maybe one day something will relight the fire in my heart not today and it wasn't spirited which is the movie that we watched tonight that was the regal mystery movie it was spirited featuring ryan reynolds and will ferrell Mm -hmm. octavia spencer octavia spencer tracy morgan tracy morgan was in it and then a bunch of other people that i don't know by name but you know who they are yeah they're very familiar faces i don't have the cast list pulled up no but we will definitely be finding the cast list soon. I don't recommend you watch this movie, but with that said, 
there's if you do for whatever compels you to do so there's one cameo in this movie that i won't spoil for you that made me smile ear to ear and i like i, I was like the leo meme where you point and you're just looking that was me i loved it and then the rest of the movie i hated every second of it you it was sh- painful for me you should watch the movie i love the movie yeah, so David and I are on the opposite end of the field here. I'm actually probably not as far in as David, but I'm definitely not on the Brent side so, here. I was looking on the Reddit, and a lot of people are on the me side. About which Reddit? The regal Reddit of the mystery movie Reddit. So, a lot of people were agreeing. So, before we watched this movie, sorry, let me clarify. Brent knew what this movie was going to be based on the last one. I was going in with, like, rose-tinted glasses that maybe Regal didn't strike a deal with the devil to give us Apple original movies every month, like, marked as a mystery movie. It's definitely a marketing ploy that I'm probably going to fall for time and time again, because I like the allure of a mystery, even if it's not really a mystery. It's just like you're gambling with your time. Like, well, but like, it was, are you gonna love it or are you gonna hate it? Both times, I haven't thought they were that bad. This is my first mystery movie, and you always remember your first. And this was awesome. I I loved it. David loves a musical. I'm a sucker for a musical, which is super like you wouldn't guess it, but I man, the thing that really strikes me is that Brent likes Grease too. Why are you gonna help me like this? But he hated this movie because it was a musical. No, that's not why I hated it. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't a, a. It didn't need to be a musical. It didn't. It did not need to be a musical at all. It wasn't a good musical. It was None of the musical numbers were good. It was they hard. were all forced. Every time someone started to sing, it was like groan worthy. And even some of the characters in the movie were like, "Please stop!" And it was just bad. It was needless. It was just. Every- I think they leaned into it like purposely being off-putting like there was like pauses like where you knew they were about to sing like that was done intentionally but it wasn't done good they leaned I, into it wasn't music- done good it was bad i thought it was done like fine and i, I thought all the songs were good and they then on top well of that did you pay attention to like the set pieces they were like awesome yeah i'm gonna say something okay i will say my only mental note i was making in my head is that there were really good transitions, and there were really good sometimes practical effects. Like yeah. there was one scene with like a like an office table, like uh-huh. like a, like a table, and then it just like opened up into like a staircase. Yeah. Yeah. that was really cool. I think the majority of the content of the movie was not. I good. think the movie leaned very it. It walked a fine line between like being a movie, but also like kind of like teetering the fourth wall line. Because, like, they were very aware that it was a musical. Like, they even made, like, references, like, hey, let's not sing. Like, they did a very good job leaning into it. One of the opening lines were talking about it being a musical, like, as, like, a joke. Mm-hmm. They said that, like, once we do this thing, now it's a musical, baby. Yes. And, uh... Like, it was... They very much knew what they were doing. It was very... That was, like, one of their bits, essentially, was the plot of the movie. Man, I have a... a probably, you guys are gonna think of a wildly unpopular opinion. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but... I think Ryan Reynolds is slowly but surely dipping his way into, like, Adam Sandler territory. 
what have you seen some of the stuff he's put out lately like what was that movie that like just like fake movie he put out with uh i think it was the him the rock and gal gadot on netflix that like nobody watched and the only thing i ever heard about it was like this seems like that you know when you watch movies and they're watching movies in a movie yeah and it's like oh this isn't like what a real movie's like that's what it's like every clip i've ever seen of it is just bad it's just bad and he's like slowly going to be he's just going to turn into that like adam sandler will do anything type of type of guy so i think that it may have been like a career move for him to just do a couple bad movies while he was coasting trying to get back into disney's pants Mm -hmm. to make deadpool 3 i think that you know he's just taking whatever role he can get to make money his production company made this movie i didn't think this was bad it was good you're saying that like it's a bad movie i let's wait to see what the reviewers say we see this is a scoop (laughs) we've seen it early before before rotten tomatoes has no score well, you know we're actually on the next podcast. We'll I'll up, I'll make sure to have a Brent update to see what what everybody else says, and if it's just me, and you know maybe it's just me, and I'm cynical and I'm broken. But if everybody else says it's bad, I'll feel so vindicated. I just I feel like even if it's good, this is a movie that will get hated on by critics. Certainly. The audience score will be the tell. Rotten Tomatoes gets paid to be. I'm not even just saying Rotten Tomatoes. It could be like anybody else. I know, but most movie critics, like these movies will never, like, even if they're great, they don't, critics aren't Critics love The Greatest Showman. People love The Greatest Showman. That's a musical. That was a serious musical. Comedy musicals are never well received by film critics. It's not at all on the same level as The Greatest Showman. No, that was an Oscar looking, like they were trying to get Oscars for that one. This is more of like a funny ha-ha Oh, we're being a musical as a joke. It's gonna it we're gonna like have some good emotional. Right it seems like it's just like like I said, like Ryan Reynolds was doing somebody a favor, but like he didn't care. I didn't care because he didn't care. I think Ryan Reynolds really carried the him and Will Ferrell's chemistry. Without spoiling what the movie, chemistry. Oh, my, what you, movie did I see? I don't know. You, I, I don't think you were watching. I think you were. No, I was watching. I, I was, think... I wasn't. You know, watching isn't even the right word. I was enduring. Exactly. I think <laughs> is the right word. And there we go. Yeah, you didn't. I don't think you wanted to like this. Movie. That's not true at all. I, I like a, I like a Christmas Carol. Which is what this movie is based on. Fr- I like that. I like A Christmas Carol. I like Scrooge. I like A Muppet's Christmas Carol. I like almost every rendition of A Christmas Carol that I've ever seen besides this movie. I think, though, you saw, you went on the internet, you were like, what is the mystery movie going to be? You looked it up. It wasn't exactly what you had hoped. I had no did. hopes. I had no hopes and no expectations. I've never even heard of it before. I didn't. All I knew was it, it was a, a modern retelling of A Christmas Carol with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. That's all I knew. I had no expectations other than Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And that right there tells me it's a cash grab that like you're going to go and see those two people and it's not going to be great. Just like I just feel like I feel like there's a caliber of movie. That's that he often stars in, like a bunch of Netflix movies, like 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 that one with Chris Pratt that was not too long ago. It was like he was a man in time, and it was like aliens he had to fight. That was on like Amazon, and it was like a big, a big deal. He's in movie that it's like the same thing. Like it's just so much of just love. This isn't me like attacking you or anything on that opinion. 
do you think like because you said that like when Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell like it's obvious a cash grab. So where's your line on like big actors being in movies together between cash grab and trying to make a movie? I didn't feel chemistry. I didn't feel like they liked each other. I felt like these were two people that like had to work together. I, I didn't don't feel like they like. I didn't feel like they had good chemistry. Okay. So when you guys said they did, that really genuinely takes me by surprise. Okay, so to discuss this further, we have to get into spoilers. Yes. So if you listen beyond this point, the movie Spirited will be spoiled for you. Yes. Um, let's give him a second. Okay. This movie, I I thought it was pretty well written. I was surprised by the plot. So, yes, the plot is essentially that the people who, like, the ghosts that changed Ebenezer Scrooge for the better. Whole company. It's like a, it's like a ghost, a ghost company, yeah. And their whole goal every year is to turn somebody's life around. Mm -hmm. Somehow it leaked that Ebenezer Scrooge, this happened to him, to Charles Dickens, and he wrote a story about it. Yes. Um, but this, like, that's an actual thing that happened in the real world. Charles Dickens just wrote her down on paper and then produced the, the story. And so it takes place in modern times. It opens with a literal Karen, which I thought was kind of eh. Uh, yeah, it could have that could have really set the tone for the whole movie for it me. Did for me, it absolutely um, did for me. But they changed the literal Karen. Her name was Karen. Mm -hmm. I I recognized the actress, but I couldn't put my finger Rose on Byrne. it. Who? She uh, is. I, I'm. I gotta fact check myself because I'm pretty sure that's her name. I thought but she, she kind of looked like the um the mother in Insidious. She's the wife in neighbors oh. with seth rogan and uh oh, okay i thought she kind of looked like natalie portman but i knew it wasn't natalie portman that would have been a good cameo it was roseburn roseburn oh, okay nice is, how do you spell that last name b-y-r-n-e can you see who her dad is is it david byrne is it the uh, parents robin byrne and jane byrne never mind but the movie opens on them changing the life of a literal character yes uh she she realizes you know that she's been too Karen-y and like, yeah no, the normal Christmas story yeah kinda. it's it's literally like beat by beat a Christmas story yes. uh and they have like a strict set of rules that they follow for every single person throughout mm -hmm. history they've done it like two hundred times I think since Ebenezer Scrooge yeah and the you know things are just chugging right along they're still uh. Helping people once a year. They've been very successful yes. at it since then. So, Will Ferrell plays Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the Ghost of Christmas Past, which is the lady ghost. And I had her name you up. had her name up. And it's gone. Um, played by Sunita Mani, or Manny. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. But um, she, I believe, is in Glow on Netflix. I don't. Know. I don't watch it, but I've I've seen it talked about. Is it I know the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't. So she's on. Yeah. yeah. Um, she played Ghost of Christmas Past, and Tracy Morgan is the voice of Ghost of Christmas Future. The voice in particular. Voice, yes. And then we have Jacob Marley. You know, old old Jacob. And who who plays him? That's a great question, Mister. I know I had it. I promise you, I did. Um, but those are all the ghosts of 
you know, the Christmas Carol, like the main yeah. four ghosts. Yes. And it, it they explained that it's like a production. The things that like Ebenezer saw were just like a like a really elaborate play almost. Uh, they kind of break that rule a little bit. It's it's kind of like Ghost VR almost, or like a holodeck kind of situation, um, where it's all stimulated around them. So I have the actor who played Jacob Marley. Okay. His name is Patrick Page, and he's played Norman Osborn in The Green Goblin in Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. And what? he was the Grinch in Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical. Huh. So this guy's like, you know, Broadway kind of guy. Like seasoned seasoned musical. musical guy. Yeah. So he played Jacob Marley. So uh, something interesting about that, now that you brought that up, uh, the set pieces were very Broadway-ish. They had yes. like actual people dancing around. Moving sets. Moving sets. They had like people moving, like people moving the sets around. When that happened, which wasn't all the time, it was like every now and again, stuff like that would happen. It was cool. It's it happened like every time they had a musical number. Every musical number was very fluid. There was never a stationary, except for maybe Octavia Spencer's where she was in her office. Yeah, but then she moved when she walked out of her office, and we had all the moving parts. I mean, right. every single song had a number, like yeah. dance number, choreography, moving. Like I hated every second of it. My problem from the minute the first, the first like song started was, viewers close your eyes. And imagine Will Ferrell's voice. Do, do you hear it? Okay, now imagine him singing. And that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. It, it's bad. It's not good. I, I didn't like it singer. at all. I thought he did fine. I thought it was terrible. Oh my god. Oh, I, I Is he great? Help. No. No. Yeah. I think he can carry a tune. Yeah. Not. It was a little flat. A little flat but, here and there. But you know. Like, also, it's Will Ferrell. Like, you he's not a singer. It's a comedy. Exactly. It's and a that's comedy. That's my point. He's not a singer. But it's, it's not a, it's not a, his singing isn't funny. It's not supposed to be funny. It kind of is. No, it's, like, yeah. it's not. It's His singing's not supposed to be funny. It's like serious. The first song when he's like singing, he's all sad. Like that's like, it's a serious, he's a serious, like, like, and he's like doing his best. Like I'm not going to faulting Will Ferrell. I'm just saying, ooh. But I'm saying... For your lead in a comedy movie, that also happens to be a musical. Are you gonna Are you gonna hire a singer, or are you gonna hire a comedian that can kind of sing? The Christmas King himself, yes, Will Ferrell, that can kind of sing. Elf. Elf. That is like one of the top Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. I mean, when I call them Christmas, movies. dude, this is a second second hit in a row. I mean, Tim Allen, I'd probably. I was gonna say right. Tim Allen is the Christmas. Yeah, I, I mean, that a, guy had like a franchise. Right. He's the guy. Damn Santa Claus. Uh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I do think that, you know, Will Ferrell is a very iconic Christmas actor, though. He is. Because of Elf. Yes. No, Elf is like skyrocketing where you think of him. Like him, Mariah Carey, like they are. Yeah. And she, Mariah Carey's the Christmas queen. Yeah. <laughs> Goddess, if you will. I mean, she's just, she's thawing out as we speak. <laughs> and, you know, they got their, their ice pick and hammer out to break Will Ferrell out. Yeah, for he, one go. Yeah, he thought it was already December, but we're like, nah, we gotta film a movie. It's has he been in anything recently? Some bad movies. Um, he was in a last movie I do remember was Sherlock Holmes with John C. Riley, and that was heinous. I didn't watch that. That was a that was a hate crime against cinema. 
You want to say something? What were you gonna say, Brent? What negative input do you have for this? Hit us! Come on, Debbie. I've never liked Elf. Oh my <laughs> goodness! No, what? Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. It's a classic fish out of water story. You're and like just like you're like so whatever. You're like, like a toy where you pull the string on its back and it just spews nonsensical <laughs> negative. I'm just I'm Eeyore, I get it. Oh I never liked Elf. This was the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm stacking marbles. Oh. <laughs> and we're like, that didn't fit his theme at all. Man, I just like Step Brothers is good. I like Step Brothers Helldig and Ice, so that's good. Yeah. Uh You don't think that's the only I the uh, the other character with him and Mark Wahlberg, I think I liked that movie. Uh, um, Step Daddy's Home. No, hated that movie. Did not think that was good. <laughs> oh, that's, that, that was the, that was the decline. No, no, no. The other guys. It's where they play like cops. Get tough or get hard. Him and Kevin he, Hart. He said that's the, I think in the other guys. He said the other guys like seven times. The <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You should watch the other guys, because it's way better than whatever this was. You're talking about a cop? Anchorman? <laughs> the other guys. Yeah, that's a poster. Anchorman? Anchorman's alright. He's also in the Lego movies. Are you talking about Rush Hour? <laughs> no, that was Jackie Chan. Oh! And or Chris Rock. I don't know who you could be confusing him with, so I'm just going to cover my bases. You said one with Kevin Hart and somebody else. Yeah, he was in Get Hard with Kevin Hart. Will Ferrell was? Yeah. Wait, wasn't he the bad guy? No, he was. it was like a buddy cop, you know. Who was the bad guy in that? I don't know, but I can click on the hyperlink. That's fine, don't worry about All it. Alright. Um, and back to the movie. Megamind? Megamind. I mean, we probably should. It's kind of the point. We Zoolander? Okay, we can stop naming Will Ferrell movies. Austin Powers. That's a, that's a good one. Hit after hit. Um, oh, man. I'm so, scrolling through and his, his not discography, that's not the right word. We'll go discography. <laughs> well, you can add it to discography oh, now. No, the it is his discography. Uh, <laughs> I sing uh, in his heart out. So, this movie really turns the trope of there's a mean guy uh, the ghosts try to fix him, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, on its head. Yes. Um, we're skipping past some of the like yada yada stuff. Um, they were gonna go after this one guy. Yeah, and then, then was... we see our main Scrooge of the movie, if you yeah. will. He's like a mega Scrooge. Mega Scrooge. He makes Scrooge look like a chump. Yeah. A lot of times in this movie, he outs. Yeah. Literally. Um. So played by Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Very charming, very Always. witty, good looking. He's everything you want to be your charming villain. Playing the same character that he does in every movie. I don't think so. He's normally not playing like a villain type. But he's like he's just attitude, the way he carries himself, his tone is he's typecast. He's typecast. He's like I think I guess my problem is like when we like talked about Black Adam and how it's just like, hey, that's the rock. I'm like, hey, that's Ryan Reynolds being because Ryan Reynolds. Because you can't detach Ryan Reynolds Because from Ryan he doesn't Reynolds. do anything different. Well, I think he just has found a formula. 
because he's he did and it doesn't work because he started off in rom com. So I mean, mm-hmm. being the but charming, he was good back then. I don't know what happened. This is kind of a rom com. I would say it's, it's got like some a, aspects. It's like a rom com. Rom com, a Broadway musical no. rom com. That's not what I was going for. <laughs> can it be what we're going for? I mean, you can call it that, but I was thinking like a bromance comedy. Yeah, that too. Um, so basically, they list Ryan Reynolds' character, Mister Big Biggs. Biggs? It was Clint Briggs. Briggs. It was, his name's Clint. First name Clint. All right. Clint is uh, deemed as an unsomethingable, an unredeemable. Un- unredeemable. unredeemable. Uh, their whole goal is to make somebody redeemable, and he's unredeemable. And it so, can't be saved. And you might be wondering what he does to be unredeemable. He's basically anonymous. No, he's like so. You he's, know how like politicians sometimes say things and it's like, man, how could they say something so terrible? He's the guy telling them what to say yeah. that's so terrible. And he plays both sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like working like on both sides of the field, trying to make the most terrible outcomes. His job is controversy. Yeah, his job is controversy. He's like the guy pulling the puppet strings mm-hmm. of all of the horrible things you see on social media. Yes. He He's the, Elon Musk. That no, yeah. Eh. <laughs> uh, they they even set it up like whenever Twitter first came out, he's like, "I see the potential in doing yes. terrible things with this." Also, when they did flashbacks, shout out to the OG Ryan Reynolds haircut. Yeah, yeah. Little, like I noticed, that. I like that. That was, yeah, that was cool. a nice touch. They really just, yeah, yeah. It's the little things that Brent back, enjoys. Back when he was a good actor. I don't I, think his acting's changed. You just don't like no. his character. You don't like him. His acting has to. I can't. I wait. do. I, I do. That's the problem. Is I, I do. I expect more from him. So here's what I think. When when not they, just Deadpool in every film. When someone casts Ryan Reynolds, I think they write his character. To, in the writers room, they're like, "We want a Ryan Reynolds type," and then they probably shoot for, "We should try to get Ryan Reynolds." But if not, we'll have to. They probably have a list of other people yeah. they're going for. But they probably write the character as a Ryan Reynolds type. And he, Remember when he was Pikachu? That's my problem. What do you mean? What do you? How is that your problem? Because who? What? Who in their right mind is like? Who are we gonna get to voice Pikachu? Let's get Ryan Reynolds. Did, did, you, you, did you want Seth Rogen? I wanted a voice <laughs> actor. I wanted a voice actor. I I didn't want a Hollywood star doing. That's the same thing with Mario. Why get a Hollywood star when you can get Charles Martinet, okay. the guy who does Mario? Okay, well, I agree Mar- with that sentiment. Mario's correct. We do not like Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, that said, I I did like Detective Pikachu. He as was well. Pikachu was charming. That movie was fine, but I just I couldn't I couldn't separate it from being Ryan Reynolds because he's just doing Deadpool, but as Pikachu. Spoilers for Pikachu. He is Ryan Reynolds in that. At the end, he's just like a guy at the end the character's dad, and they needed an actor to fill that role as well. You're not going to get... I don't care. I'm just saying, you're not going to get... Great rebuttal. Yeah. Like, it does, it's inconsequent. Like, it's just, it's just so... They I need... wouldn't say the voice of Detective Pikachu threw me out of the movie. I mean, it, yeah. it absolutely did for me. I, I thought that, you know, it was, was a good, good role. Movie. Yeah. He, he did good. Should have been Danny DeVito. 
He was gonna do a whole movie of actors. I could not have sat through a whole movie of Danny DeVito. Wow, detectiving Pikachuing his way through the whole. No, that sounds like more incredible than anything we ever. It would have been funny, but I think I would have gotten very tired. I I got. I've. I'm tired of Ryan. I'm. I'm getting tired. The sun's getting real low with me and my tolerance for Ryan Reynolds doing his Ryan Reynolds thing. So Ryan Reynolds in this. Uh, we've covered unredeemable. Um, so he That's for sure. he they set up a funny haha where the ghost of Christmas past thinks he's very attractive, and so then she brings and she's it up. also attractive. You know, attractive people. Yeah, they bring it up a few times. And uh, they're like, "Stop being horny." When the plot hit, this was like. This is, me and you both agree, this is where we, like, knew where we were in the movie and we were in. Yeah, this is when the, the movie, like, actually started happening. The beginning is kind of, eh, I got a slow. huge laugh. Yeah. So, they go into the past, and then seconds later, she's in the office of the ghosts, and Will Ferrell's like, what? Why are you here? Uh, because Ryan Reynolds is so charming that he boned a ghost, the ghost of Christmas past. And she, like, had to take five. Yeah. She could not continue. She tapped out. So, Will Ferrell, the ghost of Christmas present, took double duty and did both the past and the present. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the first way that it completely twists the original. Because I don't ever remember the ghost of Christmas past getting boned down by Ebenezer Scrooge. But I didn't find that interesting. I didn't find it funny. It was pretty funny. That was pretty well delivered. Did you yeah, hear me but... laugh at that? I, I looked over and you were curled up in like the fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, we didn't mention a very important part as well. Oh, Kevin bought us front row seats. <laughs> oh yeah. So we were watching this movie at a painful angle. So I had so much fun that I just I didn't care. Yeah, it kind of melted away for me. It melted away. It added to my misery. It honestly helped me like love this movie more. Wow. That, what a take. Um, so, for clarification, I didn't want front row seats. Uh, we had a fourth, or I planned for a fourth, and there were no, like, contiguous seats that we could get that weren't in the front row. And I didn't know this until we were walking in, because I ran into some of my friends outside, and I'm like, where are you guys sitting? And they said, the back. And I looked at Kevin, and I'm like, where are we sitting? And I and- said, the worst seats in the house, baby. <laughs> You know another thing that I think this movie has going against it? I'm not ready for Christmas. November's, like, hasn't even started yet, barely. And I'm, and it's like, well, bam, we're a week we're, in. You can't, also, you can't blame this movie when it's a mystery movie that was released before its intended release. Four days. Four days. Four days November is very out. much Christmassy season. It's the same way yeah. that they release Halloween movies in September. <laughs> they always try to start out, because this will be but out I don't like it when they do it with Christmas. Yeah. I'm all for, I want to start. Halloween in June. Two of our three spooky Halloween movies that we watched for the Halloween episode of this podcast were released the month prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they and were. so one of the Christmas movies that we're now reviewing for the Christmas season, which we didn't plan, we didn't plan on. This is just how the dice rolled. Yeah, I kind of thought this was going to be the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so one of the Christmas movies was released a month prior. We're just, you know, we've started doing this now, so we're not reviewing it a month later now. Yeah. Well, we should watch some actual good Christmas movies and talk about those. Yeah, we'll watch Elf. 
You guys shouldn't do that without me. You can get a guest to fill in. I think we we have a slate picked out for this. We do. Month. We we've got some scheduled out. Yeah. So luckily, you I care about either. So no, no, one, no, no. One we, of them you, you suggested. Them. What? Which what? It's Bill have, have Goldberg. <laughs> oh, I forgot I suggested. Okay, now I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna be excited we're, again. We're gonna we're gonna do a double. So this is, I guess, uh, sneak peek. Sneak peek. We're doing a double for that one. We're doing that movie with Goldberg and then Violent Night on the same. Like we're Santa gonna do both. Slay, I think is what it was Santa called. Santa Slay and what? Violent Night because they have very similar, similar energy. Themes. It's on. It's yeah. on the schedule. So okay, well I'll take it back. All right, momentarily, begrudgingly. There we and go. Look at you. You kind of smirk. That's a, that's improvement, buddy. That's, that's almost oh, it's a gone. smile. Oh no, we brought it. Up, we brought it up and it went away. Should have let it go. Just so happy to see it. I haven't seen Brent smile in months. <laughs> Where were we? Man? I don't even know, man. Uh, Ghost Christmas Past boned down. got boned, yes. And then, so... Which, speaking of the bone zone, Tracy Morgan was trying out some catchphrases. Oh, yeah, the bone zone. The bone zone was one of his catchphrases, because uh, he doesn't talk. They made fun of that, too. Well, he talks in the office, but he doesn't talk... Yes. Yeah, he doesn't talk when, like... He's haunting. Haunting people. Yes. Um, Tracy Morgan in this is a big skeleton. And it's really funny. Like, yeah. when it was talking, I leaned into Kevin. I'm like, that's Tracy Morgan. There's no way that's not Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Which it was. It was. Though, I mean. um, so, we get into, like, the, the haunt. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Ferrell pops up in... Uh, what's Will Ferrell's character's name at this point? Cause we skipped over a huge plot point. When they were doing the research on oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds' character, Clint, first off, He's helping his niece. That's a huge plot point. I can't believe we missed. I that. can't believe we did either. He's helping his niece, niece yeah. run for student council begrudgingly S- against class president. Class president, yes. And he basically tells her to run a smear campaign against an eighth grader. And he get he gets one of his like researchers, his opposition researchers, mm-hmm. his head opposition researcher, yes. to find the dirt on this eighth grader, played by the lovely Octavia Spencer. And she. Is having second thoughts about it. Will Ferrell is watching her, uh, trying to see if there's a plot line there that they can they can use. Yes, and and Will Ferrell starts to fall in love, and somehow, some way, Octavia Spencer can see him. Yes, nobody else can. Because the plot says so. Well, they kind of they touched on it. Yeah, it's like he wanted her to because he had such a. Such a big crush. Yes. He can make people... He can make, do whatever he wants, man. He's yeah, a he's a ghost. They can make people see them. How The whole mechanic of the movie where Ryan Reynolds is being haunted by them wouldn't work if they couldn't make people yeah. see them. You're rolling your eyes, but you know we're right, because we... <laughs> the whole movie wouldn't make sense if people didn't have the ability to see the, to see the ghosts. Yes. It just doesn't work that then. It, you just completely... The plot doesn't make any yes. sense at that point. So he's like subconsciously wants her to see him. And so she does. And he's also wanting, thinking about retiring at this time too. Yeah. and To be immortal again. Which that part I was like, I don't fully I, understand that one. I kind of thought he was going to become a baby again. Whenever, the, because they talked yeah. about it in the beginning where like they briefly allude to what happens. Mm. It's like, do you want to go back to Earth and 
live out a mortal life. And I kind of just figured that once you, if reincarnation, you accept, yeah, you get reincarnated. Yes, but um, but yeah, so yeah, we got that covered because we missed a huge like. Yeah, and so I guess we might as well just for or should we keep it vague still? Keep it, keep it all vague. Okay, so Will Ferrell's character, which they haven't named yet, other than the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. Um, they didn't name any of the ghosts really by name, I don't believe. It was just their titles. Yeah, I guess that's true. They named Marley by name. Yeah, well, yeah, that's his Marley. name. Barb Marley. This is not one of Bob the... Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Morley? Jacob Morley. John, Mor- man, I'm a haunter now. Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> boo. Boo. boo yourself. Boo. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Who are you? Tom Hanks' son? <laughs> That's what I thought, too. <laughs> Chet Hanks. <laughs> His name's Chet? <laughs> yeah, no wonder. Yeah. His brother was Colin, and he got Chet. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, look at Colin Hank. He's in stuff. He's doing they, well. They definitely named. What was the? They they said her name short for something. N- not that. No, <laughs> sorry. I got really into the chat. <laughs> Christmas Past's name. She has a name, and they he says it a lot. Was it Bonnie? <laughs> I hope not. I think it's Bonnie. I'll find it. Keep talking. Um, Chester Marlin Hanks. Dang. I mean, Chester's better than Chet. You think? Yeah. When I think of Chester, I think of the... Cheetos? The Cheetos. Chester Cheeto. I mean, Chet, though... Chet, if you name your kid Chet, you're damning them. Sorry to all the Chets out there. To be a specific type of person. If you name your kid Chester, there are all kinds of ways that you can go. Their future is in flux. But Chet really seals the deal. Yes. Um, sorry again to all the Chets out there. Yeah, she's just credited on IMDb as, uh, past. They definitely, I'm telling you, Will Ferrell says her name like a hundred times. I mean, I'm not We can't, we can't go back and watch it right now to figure out because it's not out yet. Um, man, what was I saying? So, Ghost of Christmas Present takes the reins. He's in the bedroom. Goes to the past. Goes to the past. Ryan Reynolds' character, I've already forgot his Clint. name. Clint. Man, I'm really doing bad with the names on this you one. Are. So Clint uh, immediately is like, what's happening? And is very confused about the whole situation. But he just doesn't give a hoot about no, the, the he like, is, structure. He's being a problem. <laughs> he's like running through the different portions of the, the story because it's like laid out in a way... That's like a like a walkthrough movie. Like I said earlier, it's like the holodeck from from like Star Trek, mm-hmm. but ghost powered. Yes. Um, so, so they do a couple like, oh, this is uh, this could have been your future wife. Um, no, we're still in the past. No, they they go over where he. Met oh, her, you've yeah. skipped forward. They go they go over points of his life that seem like they could have been turning points mm-hmm. where he could have ended up being a better person or a worse person yes. and every single time he's like oh this is like you're misreading this this is the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me uh like he his mom promises him a dog and the dog like didn't even promise him well she, yeah she gave him a dog bowl that said sparky on it and then she's like yeah your dog ran away worst generic dog name ever sparky like come on mom pick a better name the mom sucked 
Yeah, the mom did suck. She wasn't drunk. Um, so the mom wraps a dog bowl that says Sparky on it and then leaves the kitchen door open and says that the dog ran away because the kids left the door open. She never got a dog. Never got a dog. And then so little Clint is mm-hmm. running around outside and on Christmas Eve looking, looking for, for a dog. dog. And this line was actually super, like, I love this line. Is like, he basically said, um, man. <laughs> you loved it so much you forgot about That's it. That's the Kevin special right there. It was gonna hit eventually as a Kevin special. I thought it would be, you know, it's Kevin. <laughs> come back to me. Pass. So, he basically says that, oh, you thought this was like a bad thing for me, that this was a negative. But this taught me that people will believe whatever you tell them as long as you, like, put enough buildup into it. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, one of the best lessons he ever got because it led to his career. It was the Will Ferrell line before that where Will's like, you rather made yourself believe that you had a dog that ran away than to understand that she didn't get you a dog at all. Yeah. It was like something along that lines. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of like, that's like a psychological thing where you hide trauma. Did you yawn? <laughs> Maybe. This was a good movie. It's a good movie, man. I don't agree with that. Scene. You are the only person I think that left the theater sad. Yeah, it was a feel-good movie. It kind of it had some like really heartstring pulling moments in it. I think the one heartstring pulling moment. Oh, you went to, I went to the pee. And you know, that was really a great disservice to the film for you, because I was like, I was like, man, this is, oh god, <laughs> you know. Yeah. My problem I was, is I didn't care. I didn't care about him. I didn't care about his dying sister. I just didn't care. <laughs> so yeah, his sister is dead in the present, but we we do visit that. But before that, Clint starts digging into the ghost of Christmas presents past. Wow, that was actually kind of a tough like set of words. Yes. Um. So, Clint decides that he doesn't want to continue on on the plot line of his past. Oh! Oh Oh my goodness. I didn't mean for that. We have Um, to end it. (laughs) It's over. Thank God. (laughs) Uh, Clint doesn't want to continue on through the plot of his past until he learns some stuff about the ghost of Christmas present. Mm -hmm. Um, So... He starts asking questions, Present gets kind of annoyed with it, and takes him into what they call the kicker, mm-hmm. which is the death of his sister. Or, well, it's not actually the death of his sister. His sister's just dying actively at the time. Yeah. And it's revealed later that the reason that it's so, like, Impactful. intense for him is because his sister's asking him to take care of her daughter, which he doesn't. No. He just runs away from that. Passes it off to his brother. Yeah. Um, and so before we get to that part, he just, he dashes, he runs away. Yes. Um, and he finds his way into Ghost HQ by, I think, jumping through a table that has a staircase in it. The one I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and so he's in Ghost HQ, just running around. Nobody can catch him for some reason. He this, He's a slippery guy. And... He ends up at the. They have like this meeting board, which I forgot to mention the room that that that's in where the or like the board is. They have like a mur- a serial killer like pl- like things connected with 
red twine board. And earlier in the movie, whenever they show that, they have people just constantly tap dancing on the desks. Yes. And I thought that that must be the worst job that a ghost could have. Just tap dancing for eternity on a desk. That's honestly hell. Yeah. Just tap. But these guys are effectively in limbo. Yes. Yeah. It's like Christmas Purgatory. Yeah, it is like Christmas Purgatory. Because they imply that there's a heaven. Yeah, because there was the light. But this guy is just like, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there are ghosts that are tap dancing eternally on some desks uh, in a room, which has the serial killer board. Ryan Reynolds ends up in the serial killer room. Those ghosts got the night off. The tap dancing ones. Good for them. Um... um where he finds the folder that says that he's unredeemable. Before that, one of my favorite parts I laughed really hard at is Will Ferrell has put up a lot of uh, pictures of, of um Kimberly, Octavia Spencer's character. Why did you say before that? I was leading into that. No, this is slightly before. No, it was after. He sees the unredeemable thing and he's like, why are there so many pictures of my assistant or whatever? Oh, I thought you were doing the reveal of where he was talking to Will. So he's talking to Will. Uh... <laughs> He talks to Will and is like, hey, uh, I'm unredeemable. You can't, you can't fix me. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But and before that, he brings up all the pictures and stuff. And he's like, hey. You just said this. No, yeah, and you interrupted me to go with your wrong timeline of events. I love this movie. <laughs> Don't challenge me. <laughs> Brent's actively crying. The worst part for me about all this is... Just having to watch a movie I didn't like, and then sit here and have you recount step for step the movie I didn't like. So Brent wanted to do Terrifier this week. No, I just watched Terrifier and liked it. And you were like, we should do this instead. Well, you know, because... It's past Halloween. It's something I like. It's never past Halloween in my my time. We should do Terrifier. We watched Terrifier. It was good. You would have liked it. I've never seen it. I'm saying we should watch it. it either. Um... Maybe next year. Marsha, scary we movies have, that when it's not in September. Uh, uh, we have we're gonna have downtime. We will big movie release. You uh, know they're gonna release a bad horror movie in January. They, they did it this year do. with Scream. Very true. Don't you dare. Bro, Five Cream was the worst. <laughs> Five Scream Cream was so. Five bad. Cream was not the best one. I agree, but it was I still the worst. Liked it. It, it was, was the worst. The worst. It was the Halloween Scream ends of the, of the of the oh, Scream. Scream that, 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 the Scream four five whatever the even the number we're on now. Five Scream five five, five cream. cream was so bad it made three look again like uh, like a like an Oscar worthy film. And your marbles are all sorts of stacked. No, I agree with him. Five cream is bad. It's fine. We all have opinions. I guess whatever. Yeah. Assholes. This is the one time that I'm not alone in my camp of yeah cynicism. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So this is what it feels like to be on the other side. Yeah. Welcome to the bar world. Bro. I respect you more now, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and he looks at Will, and this is where Ryan Reynolds' character also kind of figures out what. Do we have to go back to the movie? <laughs> Do we part, have to? this part's such a mess? <laughs> it's a mess because of you. It's a mess because of the movie is a mess. No, it's definitely me. <laughs> Good God, man. Oh, God, this is just so painful for me. Okay, continue. So where Clint starts putting together that Will Ferrell goes to Christmas present as a thing for his assistant. Definitely a thing. Oh, my gosh. Because a lot of pictures. He photoshopped himself. And I laughed so hard at that one. 
That was, that was funny. The, I laughed really good at that one. That was a good joke. And then he they, looks at Will. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm unredeemable, blah, blah, blah. And, he, uh, and then, man, we're recounting this one spot for five minutes. And then the credits roll. I wish again. I wish that's what happened. No, nah, nah, in reality, we're halfway through. Um, Actually, I think a little bit more. I think the yeah. end of the movie just felt longer. Um, so it's revealed that Will Ferrell is playing Ebenezer Scrooge himself, and that was a good reveal. Very good. Um, so he we, died three weeks after being redeemed of a heart attack. I'm pretty sure they showed. He, he said. Something very mundane. I don't remember yeah. if they showed or not. I think they just showed him right, and then he like did the all like, <clears throat> like clenching his chest. So they break the the mold of this story by making it about trying to figure out like what's up with the ghost of Christmas present because there's something wrong with this guy. He, you know, he's like something's wearing him down, mm. and it's the weight that's because. Ebenezer Scrooge was the only other unredeemable that they've yes. ever gone after. And he constantly feels that weight of being unredeemable or deemed unredeemable. So then Ryan Reynolds' character starts to try to like figure that out. Mm-hmm. And he I think he's trying to break him, but then they become friends because of it. But yes. he's like he's like, say a swear word. Which at the time of as Ebenezer Scrooge was uh, yeah. Good Afternoon. And there's like a whole musical num- musical number about that. And he eventually breaks him. And Will Ferrell's running around saying, Good Afternoon. It was a funny musical number. Yeah, I liked that Judy one. Judy Dench was in it. As Judy Dench. Yeah. Is that the cameo you were talking about, Brent? Yeah, the one I didn't want to spoil. I don't think that's really a... We're in spoiler territory. We were yeah, wh- even still, it's a good surprise. What? It's we're in spoilers. We said if still, you're listening to this point, even if I would have explained the whole movie to somebody, I would have kept that part a surprise. Judy Dench, Judy Dench, Judy Dench, Judy Dench. You guys suck. Spirited, 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 spirited. <laughs> I would have rather watched Spirited Away. Cool. Um. Anyways, Brent doesn't like anime. I think that's why he said that. Oh. How are you gonna out me on a podcast? Spirited like Away was like so good. Studio Ghibli, man. I've never yeah. seen a single Ghibli? studio it's Ghibli. Ghibli. It's, is it not it's, Ghibli? It's Ghibli, buddy. Are you sure? Yeah, it's Ghibli. Actually, I'm I think sure you're both Ghibli. wrong. It's Ghibli. Absolutely not. I, <laughs> if that's the case, then I'm closest without going over. Studio Ghibli. I don't believe so. Am I going to have to pull up the pronunciation man again? I'm going to do example. Pronunciation? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're you're critiquing my pronunciation right now. Kevin, keep talking about the movie real quick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Studio Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Um, what are we talking about? Studio Ghibli. Yeah, but that's like pretty close to what British. I was saying. Um, what American pronunciation? Pronunciation. More like. Want to hear the British pronunciation? No. No. Now we have to. Studio. That's how I said it. That sounds really uneducated. I, I said it. In, okay. <laughs> let's let's take a step back. I said that's how I said it, and you said it sounds un, uneducated. Let's. You just picked a bad time to chime in. I was talking about the British accent. <laughs> We've gone off the rails again. <laughs> We've never been on the rails. <laughs> we always stay just adjacent to the rails. <laughs> we're close enough where you can see the train. We're, we're following. Can I, can I fast forward this train to a, no. please? Okay, so 
Judy Bench. No. <laughs> oh, the, the part where I thought so, the movie was going to end. So Bob Marley comes in and collects <laughs> Will Ferrell. We're not going to the end, Brent. It's not even the end. There was still another 45 minutes left of the movie. And then, so they make him go, they make yeah. Will Ferrell go back on the rails of his thing. Oh. Like hardcore. Yeah, they're like. And so he's like dressed up like the big giant guy in the in the like Disney mm-hmm. one. And uh Ryan Reynolds is like, What the heck are you wearing? Yeah. What's going on? And he's like, I gotta be really on script. Which why was that ever in that script? I thought the scripts were different. I don't know. I think that was just like a throwaway gag. That's right. But it was funny. I'm a joke. I like that he stepped in a pie. Yeah, that was real oh, classic. Um, so they show around Christmas present stuff, some like kinda inconsequential things, but the main thing is we see his niece uploading trigger warning. Oh yeah, the smear he that kid kill himself. Wow, you skipped a little bit. I mean, you know, perfect. So he Ideally, does. People have watched the movie by now. Yes. So if he can skip forward, can we just skip forward to, to the part where well, you, we have to talk about to... no, we have to talk about the part that you peed during. So it's a after this this uh. We don't because you already mentioned it. You already talked about how she, you literally for like five minutes were talking about how the, he goes into the, the room and she's like, please take my daughter. And then he doesn't. You already mentioned that. But part. but I didn't say what happened after that, which was an important part that you missed because you were peeing. It's the moment that you realize that Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds are becoming friends. After that, Will Ferrell is like, I have to go now. It's going to be that other ghost. Mm-hmm. And then Brent's like slumped over dying. Right and then now. Bob Marley comes in. He's yeah, like, Bob hey, Marley. go to sleep. And Will Ferrell grabs Ryan Reynolds. And, and like, they heck no, dude. Enter the purgatory. Oh, the purgatory? It's just like the holodeck's faded away. Yeah. And then Will Ferrell retires. Yeah. yeah. Will Ferrell gets his Sephora gift card. Mm-hmm. And he retires. That was a good bit in the movie, too. The Sephora. Yeah, I like um, the Sephora. Yeah. So he retires. Nice musical number. Yeah. They and wake up together in bed. Not in that way. Not in that way, yeah. That's just, you know. Yeah. Um, then it's a fish out of water for side plot with him getting with Kimberly. Yes. While Ryan Reynolds is visited by Tracy Morgan. Yeah. And... And then realizes that kid's gonna that, kill himself. Yes. Super tone changer. Best yeah. part of the whole movie. I looked at Kevin, I'm like, are we... Did we just... I thought originally that Ryan Reynolds had died, and then they got a message on the phone about it, and Same. like it was like newsworthy for some reason. But and that's why all the kids got it on their phone. Mm-hmm. But it was just that a kid in their school killed himself. Yes, yeah, so that's that was big, and then we go to a futuristic cemetery. Yeah, and then Ryan Reynolds just doesn't care about it. Anymore. Yeah, and then Tracy and Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan gets so angry. That he starts talking, which is the first time that that's ever happened, apparently. And just rips him by the junk. <laughs> he he gave that boy the old dick twist. Give him an oil change. Brent. <laughs> 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 we finally got a smile out of Brent, everybody. This is monumental. <laughs> Just like how Ryan Reynolds broke the ghost of that Christmas er- uh, future. That earthquake you just felt wherever you're listening, that that was just Brent smiling. Wow. Uh-huh. For the first time in two centuries. 
Um, so, yeah, so Ryan he Reynolds gets the old dick twist. And goes then back a, to reality. Yeah. And it's like, what time is it? And it's like, right before the little boys are going to kill himself. Right before she's going to, like, post it. Which will cause him to kill himself. Yes. So, you know, like, effectively. Him and Will Ferrell run to the rink, and Kimberly's like, I quit. So, uh, Will Ferrell runs away, and he's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to be a ghost again. A lot of suicide here at the end. A lot of suicide. We're not done yet. Okay, so Will Ferrell is going to kill himself to become a ghost again so he can go back to work because he realizes he made a big mistake. And he also thinks Ryan Reynolds has changed, but he hasn't because there's not the whole musical number that's Yeah, he's changed. like, where's the musical number? Where is it? And so he runs away. He's going to jump in front of a bus or something. And then Ryan Reynolds saves him from the Pushes bus. Pushes him out of the way. And then... Bam. It, everything freezes. There's the musical number. Well, actually, they didn't really have a musical number. They just had horns. No, they're... they're they made their own musical number. They did. There was just horns. And then and then Morley was like, time to get chilly, everybody. Which is, like, literally what they said. Yeah. And then they made their own musical number. What are you looking for? My glasses. <laughs> you look so disheveled. <laughs> what do I do with my glasses? I feel like Velma. <laughs> my glasses! I lost my glasses! Are they under your hat? No, I don't know so. Yeah. Um, so they do a musical number and they snap back to reality and Ryan Reynolds gets hit with a bus. And it's like graphic. He flies. Well, without the blood and stuff. There'd yeah. be a lot of blood if that actually Lands happened. in a pickup truck. And then he stands up and then looks down at his body. At his body, yeah. And I called this. Yeah, you did. I called this mid-movie. I knew where this movie was going to happen. So I knew there was going to be one thing or the other. Mm-hmm. I thought that if Ryan Reynolds lived, then the ghost of Christmas past would reclaim her retirement. Yeah. So she could be a human again. So, so she yes. could be with Ryan Reynolds. We got that payoff anyways in a different mm-hmm. route where Ryan Reynolds becomes a ghost. Yes. And then, so he takes the place of Will Ferrell. Christmas present, yes. Yeah. And we flash forward. He's really corporatized the whole operation. They have multiple people they're trying to chain instead of just one person a year. They're they're going after different holidays now, right? Yes. Like Christmas. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Yeah. And he's also he's also dating or married to the Ghosts of Christmas Past. Very Which, cute. good for them. I, I like them together. Yeah, that they're a good cute. couple. I like their chemistry. Yeah. They're, they had a little bit of chemistry, but before you say, what chemistry... They, they they boned. They boned. The because scene where the script it, told them to. The part before they boned, they they like did a little bit of chemistry I saw, work. There. I, I, I I saw some sparks. Yeah, I I liked that part. But yeah, okay. so um, I think that was really the end. Yeah, pretty much. They they did a little musical number at the end and stuff like that, or just like all the crew and stuff. Will Ferrell has kids now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds could visit Will Ferrell, who now had a family with Kimberly. And he had to visit Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell was the only one that knew how to do that job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so Ryan Reynolds, that, that did help out with the, the ghosts can control who sees them. Yeah. Because even Octavia Spencer could see him and stuff. Yeah. So it was it was a nice little wrap bow on it. I liked it. So I give this movie... Man, I don't have a have a bit for this. I'm not gonna use snails. I refuse. No, I yeah, don't don't you dare use. I because this movie gets zero snails. I was watching the credits with like awestruck wonder. I felt like a kid again. I looked over at him and he had his mouth agape, a twinkle in his eye. 
It honestly, honestly could have been a bit, but I don't think it was. He looked so genuine. And when you looked over at me, what did you see? Uh, well, I don't think I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I can't. And I think, like, what energy did I radiate? Uh, nothing Des- good. Despair. <laughs> yeah. This man looked at me and said this was the worst movie he'd seen all year, and I was like, this isn't as bad as Halloween ends in any, like, stretch of the imagination. And he told me that he would watch Halloween Ends on repeat before he watched this again. Which is just absolutely absurd to me. Because Halloween Ends I was, was a like, stinker. like, man, I would clockwork orange, <laughs> open my eyeballs and watch <laughs> Halloween Ends over this bomber again. It was bad. Don't watch this. Save your time. You should watch, watch Jim Carrey's A Christmas Carol. Watch A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Watch Scrooge. Watch them all, but watch also this. watch this. I've never in all of my years heard anybody recommend Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol. That CG nightmare. It's fine. It's, a like, good, it's, it's a, fine, but it's, it's a good Christmas Carol. It's cause it's, it looks it like the animation melted I during the shoot. I don't need Will Ferrell in my Christmas Carol. Or Ryan Reynolds. Get him out. So, it wasn't... I will say... I'll give it one prep. I'll give it one props. One one good, Judy one good no, okay, two. Judy Dench and then and then when he was like in his Ebenezer Scrooge makeup, he looked really good. Makeup looked good, yeah. So you couldn't give this movie props for completely taking and dissecting the like premise by making it where the person that they're trying to change ends up changing the ghost by the end, rather than the ghost changing them. And it's not really he's already unre- he's already redeemed. He just thinks he's unredeemable. Yeah, that was the that was the inner turmoil. That's character growth. But which we is the whole know point? He's not because he was. So it doesn't matter because he's not because he was redeemed. So. Did you hear how many times that man said good afternoon? That was a lot. Like a sailor. So much. Anyways, I've with this being a mystery movie, going in completely blind, never seeing anything about this. I was, all jokes aside, like, I really did like this movie. I thought it was very, it was a fun movie to watch. I had fun watching it. I had good jokes, good laughs. I liked everyone in it. Because Will Ferrell can be hit and miss. I will, some of his movies are pretty big stinkers. But I, I think him and Ryan Reynolds did good together on set. I, be, I believe that they were becoming friends. And I'm going to have to, I'll give it six and a half stacks of marbles. <laughs> I think that's a generous <laughs> thing. Like, so this is not a groundbreaking piece of cinema. I think I think I would give it seven marbles. Seven I'll be with that. I, c- so I could give it negative seven marbles. I would. Well, but you're you would, over there on the snail scale. Yeah, you're on, on, the, on the snail scale. You're on the snail gets, trail. It gets no snails. Not even zero. It gets negative. Zero it's, snails from Brent. It was just unenjoyable. I didn't have fun. I was in pain. I'm still in pain. I'm going to be hurting for weeks. You know what, Brent? You're unredeemable. Maybe so. I just can't believe... Like, the the music wasn't always great. David said something after about wanting to listen to it on Spotify, which I could not agree with. <laughs> yeah, that's in- the most in- unhinged thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I just love Will Ferrell's voice. That's the most Joker thing I've ever heard, and I've been listening to Brent for the last hour and 20 minutes. Brent's been slowly, slowly drafting his manifest. For real. <laughs> Welcome to your tapes. So, but uh, I I couldn't listen to that. But 
at the same time, I, I, I'm somewhere in between you and Brent, more on your side. But I don't, I couldn't imagine going, watching this movie and hating every second of it. Because it was enjoyable. It was like, it wasn't. goofy. It was It was not fun. meant to be taken seriously. It was a very just fun, loving movie. It's it? like a popcorn movie. Yeah. Turn your mind off and just kind of like, live, I laugh, love. I disagree. It's... Yeah, live, laugh, love. I lived, I laughed, I loved. And I loved. This was a movie made for boomers. Eh, I mean, yeah, there were some boomers laughing behind us. But... Yeah, the whole time, cackling. And I, and it was just, it, I was. And their laughter was and it was made, This movie wasn't I made, me. it wasn't made for me, it was made for them. I think it was made for me, too. So, Apple being a huge corporate conglomerate nightmare, <laughs> it's made for everybody. Yes. And anybody. They they had jokes all the way across the spectrum, just purposefully to get everybody like something to latch onto. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is a soulless film at the end of the day, made by Apple, one of the biggest companies on the planet Earth. Just simply, so you're thinking about Apple. We're doing it right now. We're talking about Apple. We're giving them free promotion to the few listeners that we get currently. And but that could change. That could change. I hopefully it does. Please tell your friends. But if you don't like this, just act like it never happened. Yeah, just don't tell anybody anything negative. Yeah, but like if you do like this, like totally like tell people. Shout it off the rooftops. Like post it. Yeah, post it places. But once again, if you didn't like it, just forget it ever existed. Don't act like you never mess. We're not on iTunes, are we? Not yet. We're going to be. Well, when we are, leave us a review. You can do, you can like star rating on Spotify too. Can you? Yeah, yeah. but on iTunes. You have to watch you, it for a couple You can times. leave a comment on Ooh, that's cool. I don't if if you're listening on like any platform that where you can leave a comment, do so. Do it, yeah. Do it. There's there's not a lot of you yet. We we understand that, so I mean, we we'll, we can talk. Yeah, we'll interact. Tell us how we can improve. Here's my like comment. Yeah, but don't tell me directly. But if you have like negative think. criticism, like shoot your pie hole. <laughs> don't tell me. I don't need any more negativity in my life. It'll <laughs> don't tell me how to live. Send me off don't tell edge. me how to live, laugh, love. If you're gonna thumbs down, just just leave. Yeah. No. No. We can't just tell our negative. No. Even if they don't, don't like it, we still want their views. Yeah. Yeah. Like leave it on. Mute it. Leave it on. Just please don't leave the negative. My heart can't take it. Direct your negativity <laughs> towards me. I'll just eat it all up. <laughs> it affects my day. You know. I just. I. I guess. Like, there was one part of the movie that I really hated when we sat in the theater. I hated the only time I hated it. The end. No. <laughs> So Regal Cinema plays this dumb, stupid commercial before every movie, and it's awful. And I just needed to get it out there. I hate this thing. I wish we had Nicole Kidman. (laughs) That's saying something. I'd be the guy. It's just a bunch of unfunny people delivering unfunny movie lines that make no sense, and you hate it. Everyone in the theater groans. It's awful. It's the only part I hated about this movie. Once the movie started, I was in heaven. I was, like, laughing every single time I looked over to Brent. It really, I think it might have amplified my experience a little bit, <laughs> because it was just so funny looking over at Brent, and he's, like, he, he was, like, literally curled up at one point, just, like, he had his, like, uh, he has a beanie on, and he, like, pulled it down over his eyes and was curled up in a ball. I was kicking my little feet. I was having a good old time. Yeah, it, it was, like, the dichotomy of man. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day I'll, like, I'll like a movie for you guys. But, well, I have nothing else to say. Yeah, until then, I'm Kevin. I'm David. And I'm Brent.
And this was the plot line. See you guys next week.